Uh, yeah, very big prize package, and it is up for grabs all the way until January 12th. That's a lot of money. There's got to be some drug money involved here. I don't know. That's just, I uh, don't think so. <laughs> this all on the up and up, man. Just, all right. Well, no, I'll, you're right. I'll take your word for it. It does seem a little too good to be true. Right? <laughs> uh. You're listening to a 4x4, 4x4 Radio Network podcast. Are you ready? It's the Jeep Talk Show with Wendy. There will be body damage. Jeep Mama. Are you sure? Josh. Yeah, I don't think so. And Tony. I think that's a huge deal. So sit back, strap in, and brace yourself. It doesn't matter if you have a Jeep, want a Jeep, or never do anything but Jeeps, this show is for you. Josh, Tammy, Wendy, and myself are here to inform and entertain you while we talk about Santa Claus. Wait a minute. Entertain? I, that wasn't in the contract. I- <laughs> <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw math in there. I do the math problems <laughs> while, you, while we talk about Jeeps. <laughs> Hey, Jeeper, I'm Josh, and on this episode of the Jeep Talk Show, I'll be talking about some big moves Jeep is making, and it's not what you think it is. You know, we're going to hear a story of one Jeeper who is lucky to be alive, and I'm going to tell you how you can get a chance to win a fully built 2020 Jeep Wrangler Rubicon and wow. $20,000 in cash. Hmm. Howdy, it's Wendy. Happy New Year as I look at the top 18 things I learned in 2020. <laughs> It took me 12 takes to make that noise. Good enough. I'm Tony, and I'm trying something new tonight, and it's only legal in Arkansas. Oh, jeez. <laughs> oh, boy. We're starting the year off right, Josh. Here we go. <laughs> That's right. It is 2021. So I like the, all the, the memes and the, the comments and stuff. So 2021 is supposed to be the cutoff for the negative 2020. So it's supposed to be better starting today. What do you think? Good. Yes. <laughs> is that possible? I don't think it's I'm possible. I'm going to run with that. Yeah. <laughs> you can believe that if you want to. <laughs> Local Jeep News, National Jeep News, and news from around the world. It's This Week in Jeep. And the only thing cooler than winning a top-of-the-line Jeep Wrangler Rubicon is going to be winning one fully customized by DeBerti. The DeBerti father and son team are known for creating extremely high-quality custom cars and trucks, plus their presence on social media, YouTube, and their Discovery Channel and Motor Trend TV shows, and they've spared no expense for your new ride. With the 2020 Rubicon's extreme capability plus custom machine DeBerti parts unlike anything else on the market, you're going to be able to hit the trail, the beach, or your daily commute with ease. And what's uh, what's that in the back there? Oh, oh, it's just a trunk-mounted fridge and a twenty thousand stack of twenty thousand dollars in cash. Uh, don't worry about having to spend that twenty grand on taxes either, because all the taxes and the shipping costs are all covered. This matte gray four-door Jeep Wrangler features a black leather interior with red stitching and is powered by a two-liter turbocharged four-cylinder that makes two hundred and seventy horsepower and two hundred ninety-five foot-pounds of torque. The list of customizations include KC LED light bars and auxiliary lights all around. 17-inch KMC simulated beadlock wheels with 37-inch BF Goodrich tires, smoked LED headlights and taillights, Alcon Big Brake Kit with red calipers, Synergy Manufacturing 2-inch off-road suspension lift with Fox racing shocks, uh, Gibson Custom-Tuned Exhaust System, Custom ADD Front and Rear Bumpers and Spare Tire Carrier, a 12,000-pound DV8 winch, Custom DeBerti Machine Accessories and Billet Aluminum Bits can be found all over this one-of-a-kind Jeep Wrangler. And we got American Adventure Lab full slide-out drawer system in the back that just so happens to be already completely loaded with tools and accessories. To top it all off, there's a 37-quart fridge in the back keeping that cold, hard cash nice and cool. 
By entering this giveaway, you're not only getting a chance to win an amazing Jeep, but you're also helping out Warrior Built. Warrior Built seeks to honor combat veterans and wounded service members who served our community or country by providing them with vocational and recreational opportunities. The Warrior Built Garage exposes combat veterans to the world of fabrication and the mechanics of a variety of different vehicles. Warrior Built also brings combat veterans to events such as dirt bike races, off-road races, concerts, and camping trips, and helps them to pursue competitive action sports and even racing themselves. These opportunities break through walls, foster an environment of healing, create great memories, and help form a new support system. So, do something good to finish off the year or start off the new year with uh, some good karma. And who knows, you just might win a Jeep out of it all, too. And if you want this customized Wrangler sitting in your driveway, well, you're going to have to enter quickly. The deadline is January 12, 2021 at 11.59 p.m. Pacific Time. We'll, of course, have the link you'll need to enter in the show notes for this episode at JeepTalkShow.com. So i got a question. Um, if, they, yes, no, if they're paying for the taxes, that would be an income for you. So who pays the taxes on the taxes? You do. You have to pay taxes on the taxes, right? Well, you know, I, I, I'm not sure exactly how this works because, I mean, they're, they're essentially paying the taxes for you. Um, you know, uh, yeah, I, I, does this fall it's, under capital gains? Yeah. I, don't, I don't know. I mean, there's, and it probably depends, honestly, on the state as well. So, mm-hmm. you know, that, oh. that answer is probably going to vary 48 different ways, Tony. Well, not here. We don't have a tax, so no income tax in Texas. That's why everybody's moving here. Now, I will mm-hmm. say that the, uh, the, uh, the bill uh, for this, if you were to purchase this Jeep, uh, you know, turnkey, as it were, would cost you in excess of $120,000 oh with wow. all accessories That's and everything tax. on this. <laughs> that is not including the $20,000 stack of cash in the back. So uh, there, there's that as well. Uh, so, yeah, very big prize package, and it is up for grabs all the way until January 12th. That's a lot of money. There's got to be some drug money involved here. I don't know. That's just, I uh, don't think so. <laughs> this all on the up and up, man. Just, all right. Well, no, I'll, right. I'll take your this word for it. It does seem a little too good to be true. Right? Uh. <laughs> well, speaking of things too good to be true, Jeep is preparing to open an in-house customization facility near the Toledo factory. Ooh. Jeep has started to show that it is listening to its customers clear back when they released the JK line of Wranglers by offering an extensive line of factory-authorized aftermarket upgrades and accessories custom-tailored to the off-road lifestyle. With the off-road aftermarket industry raking in over $5 billion in sales annually, Jeep was pretty smart to try and capitalize on Jeepers' needs to customize and upgrade their rides, all while keeping the factory warranty. Well, Jeep is about to deal another serious blow to the aftermarket industry by opening a customization facility near its factory in Toledo, Ohio. It's investing $23 million into the site in hopes hopes of selling turnkey modified 4x4s that will create over 300 jobs. Instead of starting from scratch, Jeep is actually redeveloping properties formerly occupied by vinyl manufacturer Textileather and ambulance service provider Medcorp, according to the Toledo Blade. These companies closed in 2009 and in 2013, respectively, laying off hundreds of workers. Jeep is paying only $1 million, or I'm sorry, $1 for the site, and it plans to build a 250,000-square-foot facility on it. The uh, new uh, unit will be operated by a supplier whose name has not yet been revealed, and if I were to go out on a limb, I'd take an educated guess that it might be Mopar, who in the past has offered up lift kits, steering upgrades, and more to upgrade Jeeps while keeping the warranty. We also don't know exactly what Jeep plans to build in this new quarter-million-square-foot facility, 
Bruce Bohmhauer, the president of the U, uh, United Auto Workers uh, Local, which represents workers at the company's Toledo plant, told reporters in a press conference recently that future customization options will include, quote, bigger tires, bigger roll bars, different lights, customized running boards, and logo or customized paint jobs. Sounds like Jeep wants to give buyers the option of ordering an off-roader similar to the ones Jeeping off-road enthusiasts dream of without building it themselves piece by piece or going through an independent tuner. Enthusiast website Muscle Cars and Trucks points out the Wrangler and the Gladiator will likely be at the heart of the project. They're the Jeep models that are most often customized, as you know. Just ask anybody on the market, and they're going to tell you finding a Wrangler that's 100% stock is easier said than done. With both vehicles already being manufactured in Toledo, it makes sense. In contrast, vehicles like the Cherokee and the Renegade are often left stock. Gee, I wonder why. And they're made in <laughs> Illinois and Turin, Italy, respectively. Nothing suggests the site will exclusively cater to buyers in the market for a Wrangler or a Gladiator, however, and I'm going to suspect that Jeep wouldn't be against the idea of building, oh gee, I don't know, a six-figure customized Grand Wagoneer if buyers are willing to pay for it. Jeep has officially confirmed the purchase, but has not yet released any additional details, so we don't know exactly when the facility will be inaugurated. Nacido Toledo has spent about $3.7 million buying up and cleaning up the former Texta Leather and Metacorp sites. They explained that they chose to sell the site for such a big loss to encourage Jeep to keep its operations local. I guess Jeep was looking elsewhere to do this uh, same exact move, uh, but well, you know, when the incentive is there... The sale includes a buyback clause that gives the city the option of repurchasing the property for $1 if Jeep does not develop it. And it still needs to be approved by the Toledo City Council, though that's more of a formality than a challenge at this point. Additional details about the site and the program will emerge in the coming months, and you can be sure we'll be keeping our eyes in on things as they develop. This is exciting news. It really mm-hmm. is. Uh, because honestly, what this might mean is that uh, you might be able to buy... The kind of vehicles that Jeep brings to, like the Easter Jeep Safari. Now, maybe not the you know completely you know like the cab forward, completely one-off, unique t- type design vehicle. Um, uh, the very unique design vehicles uh, likely won't be there. But we've seen some Wrangler variants uh, in years past that Jeep has more or less you know massaged a little bit uh, to add some aftermarket flair to them to make them look much much more than a Wrangler off the showroom floor, as it were. Uh, I'm sharing an image of one such vehicle in the show notes uh, with my uh, my co-hosts. Uh, they can see uh, an example of that kind of vehicle. Uh, we've seen those kinds of vehicles um, typically from Jeep uh, at Easter Jeep Safari when they bring these concepts out. Now, obviously, they're not going to be you know showroom uh, you know off the shelf concepts that you're going to be able to buy. Uh, there'll be something similar to that. And they're going to be based off of current models that are in the lineup. Uh, so exactly how far extensive is the modifications going to be and how far will they go and what's this going to cost and what's it going to take for you to get one? Well, none of that is known yet. So uh, once we find all that stuff out, we'll of course let you know. And Josh, how horrific would it be to get one of these custom, uh, get a Jeep brand new, take it over there, get it all customized and then uh, drop off a 200 foot cliff? Oh, geez. Something very similar happened to uh, somebody in our next story. Several emergency crews responded to a call early Sunday morning on reports of a truck off the road at the Red Cliff Bridge. Red Cliff Bridge is located in Eagle County on Highway 24, about three hours west of Colorado Springs. Isn't that where Tammy's at? Anyways, Colorado (laughs) State Patrol says a 2015 Jeep Wrangler hit a guardrail on the icy snowpack roadway and went over the embankment. The ground ended up being over 200 feet below. 
Wow. When the crews arrived, law enforcement officers were lowered down to the scene of the crash jeep that had landed on its roof. Oof. Check for people inside. One person was found. The driver, a 40-year-old man who had not been wearing his seatbelt, had actually been ejected at some point during the jeep's tumble down the 200-foot cliff. The jeeper was rescued, thankfully, via a rope system before being taken to the hospital in Vail. Reports say he suffered a severely broken leg and had some internal bleeding as well. He was expected to be transferred to a hospital in Denver after being stabilized from his injuries in Vail. According to the Colorado State Patrol, a tow truck driver later recovered the Jeep, and the scene has since been cleared. Wow. That's amazing. To, That's a lot yeah, of cable. He's lucky to be alive. Yeah, it really is. I mean, yeah, I, I, this would be thrown clear. Well, I'm thinking that if it weren't for the snow, this might have been different. Um, had this just been a sheer rock face or, 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 or different, um, I, I'm guessing the snow might not have cushioned his fall. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I would honestly rather fall on snow after a 200 foot fall than just straight rock. It's still going to hurt like hell. I'm probably going to get screwed up pretty bad. Uh, but this will likely be the only difference in walking. Well, being drug away from this, uh, alive and not being alive after this. So a lot of snow on the ground. I think that was a contributing factor to not only the accident happening, of course, uh, but also to the fact that this driver is still alive today. So, uh, yeah. Now, uh, Wendy, I don't know uh, if if you remember when this happened. If you were, um, you know, an adult when this happened, when you may have been paying attention to it. But there, there, there came a time whenever the federal government mandated uh, that we must have seat belts and must wear seat belts uh, in the vehicle. Actually, I think wearing of the seat belts was much later. Um, so uh, I remember my dad talking about uh, he he wasn't going to wear a seat belt because he'd rather be thrown clear of mm-hmm. the accident. And that was an actual argument for yes. that people had back then about I'd rather be thrown clear than than ride in the you know the the vehicle being crunched up. And mm-hmm. uh, you think about that now, and it just sounds like I mean we know from hearing everything. Anytime you hear somebody was thrown from a vehicle, chances are very good that the next words are going to be and they didn't survive. Yes. Okay, yeah. well, it was just a couple of months ago, almost to the day, um, that we were reporting about another wreck in Colorado where mm-hmm. um, we actually saw video of, you yeah. know, uh, yeah. this Red Wrangler tumbling down. That was, uh, yeah, that this, was this insane. Cliff. I think it was black. Uh, either way. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it was the, smushed. Or white. <laughs> likely the only reason the passenger in that vehicle, and if you guys remember, this was uh, where the... There was a, a group of, of uh, off-roaders that had kind of pulled off to the side of the road. There was a recovery in process or, or somebody was trying to get winched out of uh, you know, being stuck or something like that. And the driver of this particular Jeep had gotten out to help, to aid, get a better view. I don't know what. Um, the passenger was left in the vehicle along with the dog when the roadway gave way, um, you know, whether We're the guessing. dog bumped it out of gear. I don't know. E- either way. Um, this Jeep went over the mountainside and, and we're talking a lot more than a 200 foot fall. Mm-hmm. This thing tumbled yeah. down the entire mountain. Uh, and, and we saw a video of this from another set of, uh, Jeepers who were on another trail, another part of the mountain. They just come, come around this hairpin corner. Um, and right as they come around, here comes this Jeep tumbling down the mountainside. I mean, it must like, have been 20 you know? feet in front of the Jeep that was, that was yes. moving oh, to, yeah. towards just the timing of it was just timing. Ah. Uh, yep. I was like, yeah, what we the hell is that noise? Likely, <laughs> likely why that person narrowly avoided being hit by that Jeep. Yeah. And it just so happened to be a, a three-point turn that they had to do in, in one certain area. 
Um, and, and it was it was the, that taking the time to do that turn is probably what saved them. Um, we can uh, I, I forgot which episode that was. I'll have to look back and see if I can find that for you by the end of this, this episode. But yeah, it was likely the the fact that that passenger was ejected from that jeep um, because they had taken off their seatbelt because they were you know just hanging out. Stop. You know, okay, yeah, we're not we're not wheeling anymore. I'm gonna take off my yeah. seatbelt to be comfortable for a little bit. Oh, here I go. Um, you know, and it is because that seatbelt was off was likely the only reason that person was alive. Um, so, you know, there is an argument for this. Now, in an enclosed vehicle, probably not. Um, but in a Jeep, well, possibly. Now, I highly doubt that in Colorado, up on a mountain in the middle of the winter during snow, that this was a Jeeper that didn't have his top on. Um, I, I'm going to say this was uh, the fact that he was ejected might be because the top was removed from the vehicle during the tumble. Right. I don't know. Um, it, it could be just because the, the degree of the tumble, the glass breaking and everything else, he just happened to find a, an, an open area of the Jeep that, you know, fell out during the, uh, uh, you know, was ejected uh, during, during that tumble. I, I, don't, I don't claim to understand, you know, how this person managed to be alive during all of this and what they went through. Um, I, all I can do is speculate. But, you know, uh, judging off of other accidents and stuff like that, I would say that the fact that he was ejected, the fact that this other person uh, earlier in the year was ejected from their Jeep as well during a several hundred foot fall uh, is likely the only reason why they're alive. That being said, I, I buckle up every time I'm off road. I, it's Absolutely. just habit. I don't know. <laughs> I'm a big guy. I get bounced around a lot. I, I, there's not a lot of clear headroom in my Jeep as it is. Uh, and, and so, you know, the last thing I need to do is, is, you know, worry about a concussion or a neck injury because I didn't have my seatbelt on and I bounced too hard into the ceiling. Um, so, you know, it's, it's just another one of those things that, it, you know, teach their own. Uh, but I would certainly say that uh, this guy is thanking his lucky stars that he didn't buckle up that day. Well, I mean, uh, they're not legal on the road, but what do you think about um, if he had had, now, mind you, he wasn't wearing the seatbelt to begin with, so wearing the seatbelt would have had 100% improvement, but what if he had a three-point point harness? Or a five-point harness, even. Yeah, you know, one of those uh, multi-point uh, harnesses, it would, you, you would, of course, have to have the roll cage that goes with that oh, absolutely. to have mm -hmm. the anchor points to support that. Now, with that in place, you would have a lot more structural support within the vehicle, inside of the vehicle, oh, very true. that likely this tumble uh, may not have been as severe uh, and may not have uh, been much of an issue. Now, likely, unless he had a Hans device or something like that, there would be severe neck injuries and, and possibly he would have just landed dead uh, with, mm -hmm. you know, severe spinal issues. Um, so... You know, if there was a combination of, you know, a uh, uh, suspension seat uh, involved, five-point harness, uh, a triangulated roll cage, oh, obviously, you know, and a Hans device, well, but clearly this guy probably could have taken a 500-foot fall and have been okay. Um, but, you know, the circumstances are different, and not everybody has, you know, race-quality safety equipment installed in their Jeeps uh, to go on no. your everyday road adventure. And likely this guy was not... On an off-road adventure, he was on his way home from the grocery store or on his way over to a friend's house or, you know, going to work or something. I think this happened at like four o'clock in the morning. So, oh, yeah, no, who's to say? So, if you, if you wouldn't mind, explain to our listeners that may not be familiar how Han Solo would uh, have protected him in this fall. <laughs> I don't think that's what he said, Tony. <laughs> no, it's not Han Solo. It's, it's called a Han's device. Uh, and, uh, and basically what, you know, this is is, is essentially... Um, a, a neck support system. Uh, and what it does is it keeps the, the head and the neck 
uh, stationary to the rest of the body, and of course the body to the seat, the seat to the vehicle, or the roll cage. Uh, and so basically you are moving as a unit. There is nothing that can move separately other than your hands, uh, arms, and legs. Um, you are essentially a, a, a locked in from, from torso, uh, from, from butt to head, uh, to that seat without any movement. Uh, and so the only thing that can move is basically the lower half of your legs and your arms. Um, and, and it locks you into that, it locks you into that, you know, into the seat, into the, the whole support area, which would, you know, include the seat, the Hans device, the roll cage, the, 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 uh, uh, restraint system, you know, five point harness, you know, all that. So, um, Hans device, H-A-N-S spelled just like Han Solo, uh, look it up. They are available aftermarket as well. It's not just, you know, NASCAR and the race industry. You can get them yourself. Of course, obviously integrating that in your Jeep is going to be a, a whole nother story. Okay, so next uh, tsunami warning, next uh, hurricane coming in on the coast, next any major event that is that is uh, known to occur in the next, say, 48 hours, you put on your suit, you put on your Hans collar, you, be- you strap yourself into your Jeep and your uh, uh, roll cage, you put on your, your crash helmet, and then you go through Starbucks to get some coffee. Just, gen- you know, just slowly going through, wave to people. Oh, and you have to have your fireproof gloves on, too. <laughs> no, I, I, had a, I got a buddy who uh, drives a, a spec Miata. Uh, so anybody who's I'm sorry. you know into racing you know, knows. Yeah, well, I had to borrow it uh, one for a couple of weeks after my car got stolen and the Jeep was still down. Uh, yeah, so imagine six foot three, two hundred plus pound me driving a Miata, a spec Miata, lowered roll bar, fully raced out. Hi, yeah, big boy. Like, <laughs> so going from the oh. Jeep to a lowered Miata. Yeah, no. from lifted Jeep to no. lowered Miata. No, so, just, I've, one, I barely no. fit in the damn thing. <laughs> Two, getting in and out of it was, you know, an exercise in futility because I'm a big oh. gangly guy and trying to crawl into this car. It was just, it's hilarious. Unicorn. Like um, but, you know, peel out used of to it, drive right? around. to peel you out. Yeah. <laughs> used to drive around fire suit, gloves, and helmet. Oh, great. Just, I mean, he, would throw, he would throw it on, you know, because he, he worked at a body shop. And, and so, he would just, you know. You take off the collared shirt, throw on the, the fire suit, <laughs> throw on the helmet, couple of gloves, and off he goes. And, you know, his commute was 45 minutes or so, and and and, uh, and he got the chance to see interact with a lot of people on the freeway and got <laughs> lots of looks and stuff. So, oh, yeah. No, he's, he's a character. Hello Kitty and uh, unicorn stickers optional. <laughs> no, none, none of that. None of that. It was like primer black, and the thing was just, it was hideous. <laughs> Well, as we wrap up this new segment for this show, I want to let you know that uh, we encourage you guys to interact with us and our new segments here on the Jeep Talk Show. Uh, if you have a response to anything that you hear on the Jeep Talk Show, uh, or you find a headline or a news topic that you think we should be talking about, you need to let us know. You can do that by phone or by email. Just head over to jeeptalkshow.com contact to find out how to interact with us. You're listening to a 4x4 Radio Network podcast. Oh, you most certainly are, you lucky listener, you. And I don't know if you know this or not, but the 4x4 Radio Network has a bunch of off-road audio there. It's all for free. It's all in one place. We've got the On the Trail podcast, Trail Chasers, the Center Steer podcast, the 4x4 podcast. It's all off-road related. It's all for free. It's all at 4x4radionetwork.com. That's 4x4radionetwork.com. We're there as as well. We'll see you there. So I haven't mentioned it in a while. Uh, the Center Steer podcast is, a, and many of you that know what Center Steer means, uh, instantly know that has to do with Land Rovers. 
So that is a, a wonderful Land Rover podcast that uh, John and his team have been doing for a number of years now. Uh, now, I think they only do one episode a month, and uh, I don't think that's changed, but the, the episode is very good. They talk to a lot of Land uh, Rover uh, uh, owners uh, from England, and uh, many of them that are uh, doing uh, uh, overlanding adventures for miles and miles and miles, and some of them, they, they just live off-road. So uh, wow. it's a very interesting uh, show, and there's a lot of history they talk about uh, land rover, ro- land rovers. I'm having trouble saying that. Uh, all the way, all the way <laughs> well, back, including true. to the reason why land rovers exist, and that's because of the jeeps from World War II. <laughs> John's wow. always good about pointing that out, even though they hate it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, coming up in Tech Talk, are you pre- prepared for an electrical emergency? We'll find out what you should have in a kit, just in mm-hmm. case. What? Where's the noob? Noob! 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 Hey, noobie! Noobie! Noob Nugget. It's time for Noobie Nuggets. Well, it's always fun to look back on the year and reflect. So I went ahead and put some things together from Noobie Nuggets, and here's what I've learned this year. Number one, always go out with a buddy. Not a good idea to wheel alone. Number two, inspect your Jeep after every run. Always inspect your Jeep. Number three, air down your tires. This gives you better traction, preserves the trails, and makes the ride more comfortable. Number four, make sure you have a basic toolkit for the Jeep. Number five, make sure you have a first aid kit when you're wheeling. Number six, have good communication, whether that's a CB or a ham. Number seven, get out of the driver or passenger seat and learn to pick a line. Number eight, follow your spotter's instructions always number nine jeeps offer great options for social distancing scene number one (laughs) number 10 root fires are possible in all kinds of terrain put your fires out completely number 11 trail etiquette is a must and pick up your damn trash (laughs) thank you yes mom number 12 it's okay to join a jeep club number 13 a renegade can go off-road Number 14, <laughs> according to, according to Nikki right. G, Henry the Rooster is alive and well, or is he? We haven't heard from Henry in a while. Number 15, I learned that while you're in there is expensive. Yep. Number 16, make sure you have a full tank of gas on runs. Running out of gas going downhill is something you can't live down, ever. <laughs> Hello, Bill. Bill. Yeah, Bill. Bill. <laughs> I don't want to mention any names, but his initials yeah, are Bill. Right, I'm not going to call anybody out, you know. <laughs> oh, number 17, being on the trails, you will see and need new equipment because another Jeeper has it. Yep. Uh-huh. <laughs> and number 18, and finally, I learned that it's important to keep your jack lubed. Indeed. Now, Now, if any of this info has you intrigued, go over to jeeptalkshow.com and find an episode to learn more. It's a great way to set your new year off right, and you'll have fun and you may learn something new. I wish you all a wonderful and a prosperous new year. Now, I do have two quick updates to give. One is the Complete Guide to Gold Mountain 4x4 Trail Part 1 and 2 is up on our YouTube channel that I discussed last week. This is a great video and information for those of you not familiar with the Gold Mountain Trail. And I have the, uh, the the link to that in the show notes. The other update is, you may remember that a while back we talked about how well a renegade did do on the trails. 
I know we were laughing and making some jokes about it, but I was quite surprised at how well that renegade did. Well, the magazine Outdoor 4x. Now, Josh, is that 4x4 or is it X4? You know, I'm still confused <laughs> on what we actually are supposed yeah. to say, according to Jeep. Anyway, this Outdoor by 4 did an article on the training that we did earlier this year with women drivers. It's a great article if you want to check it out. The link is in the show notes and the article starts on page 92 through 99. Thank you, Larry Saavedra, for the great comments and photos of that event. I loved helping newbies and this article proves everyone can drive and have fun off-road. And I do have the links and information on that in the show notes. So you guys, anything you want to add to looking back at 2020? Jeep related, of course. I would have liked to, to uh, yeah, yeah. I would have liked to have seen uh, the Renegade tumbling down the Colorado uh, mm -hmm. mountain instead of the the Wrangler. No, no, no. <laughs> Tony, bad, bad, That's bad, Tony. <laughs> I don't know. I'm I'm trying to look forward, not back. Uh, 2020 was uh, was certainly a a not a good year uh, yeah. for for a lot of people, and and I'm yeah. I'm certainly uh, in there as, as well. There's there's a lot of stuff in that uh, happened in 2020 that I that I. I uh, wouldn't wish on anybody, uh, you know, and um, I'm trying to move forward from that. So I'm, I'm, there's a lot in 2020 that I'm just trying to move past. Uh, and I, so I'm looking, I'm looking forward. I'm not looking back. You know, I'll remind everybody, 2020 all in all ha has had some really good parts to it. Uh, I, I don't think a lot of people here uh, follow the uh, SpaceX stuff, but they had a very success, successful launch and almost landing. Uh, on their very first try, uh, there's there's a lot of positive things that happened in 2020, including uh, the death toll being much less than what was predicted. Mm. Uh, so, I mean, look, try to look on the bright side of things, and and it will improve, um, or an asteroid will hit uh, one way or another. <laughs> It'll be okay. <laughs> Either way. <laughs> oh, well, do you have a topic or suggestion for Numi Nuggets? I'd love to hear from you. For more info, check out my YouTube channel on Jeep 4-1-1 with more tips, tricks, and techniques. All right, so we had a uh, five-star review from uh, Apple, Apple Podcast. You can find us there, of course. Just uh, search for Jeep Talk Show. And uh, this came from Chad Vicky uh, about mid-December. Excellent Jeep Podcast. Been listening about a year now and look forward to hearing your podcast each week. Two a week wouldn't be a bad thing, just saying. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, yeah. No longer a rat bastard anymore, so that means that's a paid subscriber. Thank you very much. Wow. Learn something each week from you guys. Shout out to Wendy and Bill for the off-road training we did a few months ago with them. Oh, that's nice. right. Wendy is an excellent spotter, and I apply, to, uh, I apply their training every time we go wheeling. Keep oh. up the great work. And I, and I think she's talking about uh, the whole show and your training, uh, about the keep yeah, up the course. great work, not just your training. Yeah. No, no, I, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's how I read that. Thank you. <laughs> well, thank you, Chad and Vicky. That is so cool. Yeah, yep, yep. So a uh, great review and uh, a, great, uh, a great way to start off 2021. Why did you become a paid subscriber to the Jeep Talk Show? I love the show. I've listened to you guys free for, I don't know, years now, and I figured I'd time to give back. You can be a paid subscriber and help support the show you love, the Jeep Talk Show. It'll just uh, help help the show out, and, and then in the end, it'll be Jeep Talk Show in my ear holes, you know? Just go to JeepTalkShow.com and look for the big yellow subscribe button. It'd be nice to give back to uh, so that you guys can continue on, because if they love the show, then why shouldn't you, why shouldn't you give back just a little bit. 
from the mind of Nikki G. Hey, this is Nikki G. And uh, last week when you talked about who you would take trail riding with you, uh, I would take Sir Craps a lot with me. (laughs) But yeah, he's not that kind of a dog. He's the, uh, as soon as you open up the gate, he's wide open throttle running around the neighborhood catch me if you can type dog uh, not a not something you want sitting on the seat next to you but if i can't take sir craps a lot i would like to take the old guy from the six flags commercial because oh, he just yeah. looks like oh. a rock in time well, that's oh, not what I'm, calling. I'm calling to talk about 2020 and 2021 coming right around the corner uh this has been a crappy year for everybody i don't think anybody really enjoyed 2020 there was a lot of lows a lot of things canceled but there was a lot of highs i've met a lot of people and I still got in quite a bit of wheeling in a lot of different areas and places I don't normally go to with people I've never met before. And I appreciate all the kinds of words from everybody. And even you guys that throw rocks at me, I, I appreciate the attention. <laughs> but with New Year's comes uh, New Year's resolutions. And Nikki G likes to keep it real and keep New Year's resolutions that you can actually keep. So uh, for the year 2021... My New Year's resolution is, number one, I promise to not become vegan this year. (laughs) Yeah, I know it's a stretch, but yeah, I'm not going to do it. Or at least try, I'm going to try real hard to try to not become vegan. I promise to not become viral on TikTok. I I don't like TikTok. I don't understand TikTok. It's weird and strange to me. Therefore, I hate it. (laughs) I also promise to keep kicking ass and taking names because I believe... Proper record-keeping is essential. You don't want to kick the same ass twice, although some of them really need it. I also promise to wake up before noon on weekends. I also promise to eat more vegetables, as long as they're on a taco or in deep-fried form. And I also (laughs) promise to stop wondering, when they they came up with the idea for a shovel, did they know they had such a groundbreaking invention? All right, boys and girls, I'll see you next year, and you have a good one. Bye. I remember the good the good old days when I had to put in the I had to edit in the the dum dums or whatever that's called. What's that What's that thing called, Josh? You 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 know that the dum dums. Yeah, dum bum. <laughs> Bad joke. dum bum. Oh yeah, the, oh, the rim shot. Rim shot. Yes, rim shot. So uh, I just thought that was a different thing for many years. Um, so, uh, but great, <laughs> great 2020 from Nikki G. Thank you so much for being with us all year long. It's wonderful. Mm-hmm. I always enjoy Nikki G. And just in time for Christmas. Well, jingle jeep, jingle jeep, jingle all the way. Oh, what fun it is to drive before we'll drive it. Hey, hey, jingle jeep, jingle jeep, jingle all the way. Oh, what fun it is to drive my four-wheel drive XJ, dashing through the snow in my four-wheel drive XJ, or the hills we go, that shifting on the way, vroom, 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 <laughs> lights on XJ shine, make me spirits nice. bright, what fun it is to drive and sing an XJ song tonight, oh, jingle jeep, jingle jeep, jingle all the way, oh, what fun it is to drive my four-wheel drive XJ, hey, jingle jeep, jingle jeep, jingle all the way. Oh, what fun it is to drive before we drive XJ. I tell you what, we have the best listeners that we have stolen <laughs> from other off-road podcasts you could ever hope for. 
<laughs> that being said, I mean, this is essentially oh the gosh. first episode of the new year. Christmas was last week. <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, um, an embarrassment of this nature and of this scale could have been avoided to this person if they would have just subscribed to the newsletter. If they would have subscribed to the Jeep Talk Show newsletter, they would have been informed well in advance that the Jeep Talk Show was actually being recorded on Tuesday last week. And they could Oops. have had that submission in on time. So, Josh, I can't <laughs> say I disagree with your with your statement, but I have to ask you a question. After mm. listening to the song, do you think this person gets embarrassed? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> nope. Not a chance. And in fact, I, I encourage them to do all the singing for the rest of the show because that would take yeah. the weight off of my shoulders. That's right. Thank you. There you go. You got away lucky this year, didn't you? <laughs> yes, I did. <laughs> for the first time in 10 years. Now, that being said, uh, it was actually uh, over the break um, that uh, that I was, uh, I, I'd gotten some inspiration. So I've, I've, I'm going to have some stuff for next year. Let's just put it that way. Oh, yeah. Uh, it, we'll do it next year. <laughs> I'm singing now. <laughs> <laughs> you got tech questions? Oh, boy, do I ever. We have answers. Oh, that's good. I think, I, it's Tech Talk with Jeep Talk. Yahoo! Electrical emergencies can happen to anybody at any time, and you don't even have to be in your Jeep, or the Jeep even running for that matter, for it to happen. Now, we've heard of stories of new Jeeps even, with not even 10 miles on the on the odometer, erupting into flames in a storage lot all by themselves. We've heard of the recalls on other Jeeps because of electrical issues that caused fires, and we've all heard the story of that one guy who thought he knew what he was doing, but then he smoked half his harness because he did one thing wrong. And unfortunately, when electrical emergency does happen in a vehicle, too often, that means there's going to be a fire. So how do you deal with a major electrical issue when out on the trail? Well, it all comes down to preparedness. Now, having the right kit for the right emergency makes all the difference in the world. After all, if you had a serious injury and were bleeding pretty bad, you'd be looking for a first aid kit at the very least. It would kind of suck if all you could find was the barbecue tool kit or a tackle box. Now, putting together an electrical emergency kit is actually pretty easy. And it won't cost you all that much to make either. The first and most important item is going to be an automotive-grade fire extinguisher. Yeah, the contents of these fire extinguishers are specially formulated to deal with the kinds of stuff that would catch fire in a car or truck. Things like, you know, oil, gas, interior stuff, axle grease, and of course, electrical fires too. Putting out the fire is just the first part in dealing with an emergency of this nature. The second is going to be restoring power to the circuits that need it the most. Obviously, things like rear defrost, your horn, or even turn signals don't need juice to get you home. Obviously, things like power to the ECU and the headlights are going to be of the most importance. After all, you can deal with the rest once you get back home. So, in addition to the right kind and size of fire extinguisher, you're going to want to have a couple of tools and some supplies as well. Now, carrying around an entire spare wiring harness is not only impractical, it just doesn't make sense. Not to mention the cost. Geez, have you priced those things out lately? But you will want to have some 12-gauge wire and some 16-gauge wire on hand at the very least, and enough to make several repairs. This doesn't mean you need to have a 500-foot roll of each bouncing around the Jeep at all times, but throwing a couple of tools like a test light, wire strippers, and a crimping tool into an ammo can, along with a couple of 50-foot rolls of wire, will have you off to a great start. And before you get all indignant, 50 feet of wire really isn't all that much. And in the case of a trailside harness repair, it's going to go pretty quick. Now, you're going to want to have a couple of bags of connectors in there, too. I'd recommend, at the very least, some butt connectors that are going to handle the gauge of wire that you're going to be dealing with. 
The little plastic boxes they come in off the shelf typically aren't sealed enough against the elements or good enough for off-road storage, so throwing them into a Ziploc bag will help a lot. It's going to keep everything all in one place. And as those flimsy plastic boxes always seem to you know, come apart at the most inopportune time, you're also going to want to have at least two rolls of electrical tape, and this is not where you should skimp out on. Using cheap electrical tape is about as good as trying to shove a wet noodle up a wildcat's ass. Nobody's going to win. So go with the 3M or trade standard. Other than that, I may include a couple of ring terminals and some self-tapping screws in case you need to give something a new ground. And last but not least, no less than three of each type and rating of fuse that you have in the Jeep. Hopefully, the next electrical emergency you have is just that the cigarette lighter fuse is blown and you can't update your status because your phone is at 2% battery and it just won't charge. <laughs> so, I have a question for you. I oh, love please. the picture that you supplied Mm-hmm. But how did how do they attach those ammo cans to that back lift that back gate? That's awesome. Yeah, in in that case, that's a that's a custom uh, you know one off mm-hmm. type of thing. I just wanted to sort of give a visual example of something uh, you know like an ammo can that would have something like wires and and uh, you know, electrical Perfect. supply you know, stuff in there. Yeah. Uh, in in the case of this particular one, obviously that uh, that black panel would come off of the tailgate itself, uh, and then the ammo cans would get screwed to that. That would then then get refastened to the tailgate. Uh, and that's likely uh, all that it, all that it is. May there might be a backing plate in there to help redistribute some of that weight um, and things like that. Uh, what Wendy is referring to is a picture that I have in the show notes that you can see on the uh, on Jeep Talk Show website uh, in the show notes for this episode. And it's a picture of the back end of a Wrangler, the Wrangler's tailgate uh, open. Uh, you can see the spare tire carrier on the other side. Uh, and then on the inside uh, portion of the tailgate, there are two ammo cans uh, put back to back. Uh, that are actually mounted to the face of that, uh, the inside of the tailgate there. Uh, and Wendy was just kind of curious how they uh, might have gone about doing that. That is a great place uh, for, for ammo cans. Another place would be on the top of the, uh, the wheel wells uh, or anywhere in the rear storage area. Uh, I, ammo cans are very easy to come by. They are extremely versatile. They can be mounted and sealed re- relatively well. Uh, so I always refer to ammo can for a storage or for a kit. Um, because they are extremely easy to grab, um, very easy to keep things all separated. You could have your your snow kit, your wet weather kit, uh, your electrical kit, you know, everything all separated. So there's no digging around in one giant bag for that one thing that you need, because all you need is a 15-amp fuse, and you can't find one. Um, so it's all about the organization, folks, and all about having the right stuff on hand when you need it the most. And uh, make sure that you check to make sure the ammo lid uh, uh, ammo lids are down before you slam that tailgate shut. Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> that uh, is a self-correcting problem, though. Tony. It is. Yeah, really, really quick. <laughs> well, if you have anything to add, I'd sure like to hear what you have to say. Maybe you have a question for Tech Talk or something you would like for me to cover here on the show. Just jump over to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact and you can send us a message. I am so sick of it being warm and cold, warm and cold, warm and cold. It does this every year, but still, I, I just wish it would be, you know, stay in the 60s for a week. <laughs> well, you come up here, it's in the 30s for a week. Yeah, be okay or, too. I wouldn't be sweating here, right now. It's in the 20s for the last month and a half. Oh, well, geez. that's part of, part of being in the mountains, though, isn't it? Yes, I'm not really complaining, but I was just giving you options to get away from no, the heat. No, 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 no. I wasn't. I wasn't. I wasn't pointing out that you shouldn't be complaining or that you were complaining. It's just I was just thinking <laughs> about that. I, you know, because we're we're at sea level for the most part. Right. Well, I'm only at like 
500 feet, 750 feet. So I'm, I'm below a thousand, but uh, I'm definitely above sea level and I live on a hill, but you know. Well, you guys that being are... said, when was the last time you had to put long johns on, Tony? <laughs> uh, yeah. Right? <laughs> what are those? <laughs> He's like, what? <laughs> yeah, no. Is, are those the ones that have the little uh, hatch in the back where you have little buttons that, that keep it no. closed? Well, about 100 years ago, yes. <laughs> oh, boy. I figured those were standard issue out there. So uh, yeah, if, for Looney Tunes. <laughs> so you guys, and they're, they're on outhouses, right, with a lantern and, a yeah, look up yeah. and the sleeping hat. So if you guys are familiar uh, with this, uh, the old, old-time listeners will are already know this. Uh, we are not in the same location. I think a, a lot of people think that we're in the same place, uh, just if they're just general listeners. But uh, Josh is out there on the East Coast, which I always like saying because oh, it cheeses him off. East Coast. <laughs> oh, good. It, cheese, it cheeses uh, Wendy off, too. So, <laughs> what? So Josh is out there on the West Coast in that Oregon place. Uh, and uh, Wendy is in California uh, up on Gold Mountain. Uh, big. Well, not tiff- Are you on Gold Mountain or is it uh, no, Gold Mountain's worst the place you go to? Yeah, we're, we're right by it. Okay. So uh, she's out in Big Bear. Uh, I've been there and... Uh, 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 people, and, and Wendy, I'm sorry to say this, you live in a, a place that is so gorgeous and just so wonderful, it must mean you're going to hell when you die. Because it's, <laughs> I, I, gee, I hope not. You're, it's a, it'll be a step <laughs> down when you leave Big Bear. <laughs> it's a beautiful, beautiful place. So, uh, And uh, Tammy is actually in Colorado for the, for many years. She was in uh, on the East Coast in Maryland, but now she's kind of in the West Coast area too. And I'm in uh, the Houston, Texas area, and this is where we have no fun because we don't have any parks close by. We don't have open. Uh, what do you What do you have there, Josh? You always say open public land. Public land that we can <laughs> that we can go on, yeah. and uh, and uh, we have to worry about hurricanes. So there. And it would, but it, the, on the bright side, it, it doesn't snow, and it's never b- b- below 170 degrees uh, Celsius. <laughs> Four percent humidity. <laughs> yeah. Yes, exactly. It's like the torque and horsepower you always wanted, except in Celsius and humidity, temperature and humidity. <laughs> oh, okay. So tell us, well, tell us what we're doing in the campfire side chat tonight, Josh. Yeah, getting back to the campfire, we're going to uh, you know pull some chairs and uh, and uh, you know go over a one particular topic, and we pull a topic out of thin air each and every week. It's something different each and every week, but uh, what we do is the same. Uh, where we uh, we have some listeners that join us around a campfire, uh, you know, theoretically, as it were, uh, and we uh, just kind of you know crack wise and share opinions about whatever particular topic we've chosen for that week. Uh, sometimes it's uh, you know a little bit more of a debate. Uh, sometimes it's uh, you know a just really good uh, perspective. Uh, this week it's uh, going to be kind of what you would think for uh, beginning of the year type of thing. We're going to be talking about Jeep building goals for 2021. What are you trying to do or at least get done on your Jeep for or at least in the new year? Uh, and there's a, uh, you know, everybody's, uh, you know, tinkering on their Jeeps throughout the year. Sometimes the winter time is when, uh, you know, people turn uh, to their Jeep in the garage to uh, take it, you know, sort of out of rotation as it were and, and get some, uh, you know, get some big projects, get some big modifications done as the Jeep can be down for, uh, you know, several weeks at a time. Uh, other people need the Jeep during the winter and they may do the modifications during the summer. Either way, what are you trying to get done uh, in 2021 with your Jeep? We've got uh, several listeners around the campfire side tonight. We've got about six of them, uh, and of course, our uh, co-hosts as well, and myself, are all going to chime in on this topic. I'd like to go straight to uh, two cheap Jeep guys. Uh, Bob is in the house, uh, and he's going to uh, tell us what he's going to have planned for his Jeep in 2021. 
Uh, <clears throat> it's that red G TJ that's on the lift that you guys have seen before. Oh, when yeah. you're getting the lift under it, doing a Terraflex, uh, the four-wheel drive cable, the linkage disc, the Z-link disconnect. Going to do uh, thumb throttle. It's uh, six speed, so I want that for off-road. Hmm. Going to end up on 33s, do some wiring, put a GMRS radio in it. I'm going to build my own console over the top, so lots of right. projects. Yeah, you've got you've got a pretty good list going on, and uh, that sounds all relatively accomplishable. I mean, it sounds like uh, nothing that's too you know uh, like stretching the Jeep and, and adding you know 24 inches to the wheelbase or something. Obviously, that's not something that can be done in a weekend. Uh, but you know, uh, finishing off a um, transfer case linkage or something like that, which oh god, getting rid of that Z link. Oh, there are so many kits out there, and and Terraflex is is a is a wonderful. I've actually installed uh, several of these kits. Um, they they make shifting the transfer case in Jeeps just like buttery smooth. It is an awesome kit, and Terraflex is a great company to work with. So Bob, you're off to a great start. Sounds like an awesome list, man. And uh, hopefully we get to see some pictures as things progress. Greg, where are you at with 2021? Uh, what do you have planned for the Jeep? What are you trying to get done? I think this year we're going to try to put on uh, uh, front and rear bumpers, and uh, that'll probably be about all we could do this year with my uh, son's uh, college uh, budget that he has. So uh, I'll be there mm -hmm. to help support him and uh, put that on. But uh, it's really up to him. It's his Jeep, and uh, I'll help him. Uh, you know, I'll help do all the manual labor on it. But it'll be a lot of fun in the garage with him and. And maybe oh, yeah. Yeah, we maybe actually get out and do some wheeling. We haven't done any of that yet because uh, he's not set up to be able to do so with the uh, tow points and whatnot. So we're uh, that's what we're our goal is for by this time next year we will hope to have been on the trail. Very oh, it nice. sounds like you guys will definitely uh, have that accomplished. I imagine getting a couple of recovery points, tow points on the on the Jeep with uh, and also improving its aesthetics as well. I'm assuming the the stock bumpers are all you have on there right now. That's correct. Yes, we're going to go with the. Uh, well, we're we're doing a lot of shopping right now, and of course, oh, we're yeah. on the uh, shoestring college budget, and he's looking at some of the stuff on Amazon. But I'm going to try to convince him to wait and get some of the better uh, name brand stuff that's out there, and uh, we'll see what happens. But it's just going to be his choice, his decision. And uh, I was telling some of the guys in the Zoom room before you guys came on that uh, I may have an opportunity to. Uh, get into a, uh, a j10 uh, here in the next oh, wow. uh, few months or so and if that happens i'll uh, have a whole new list of things i get to do for myself <laughs> yeah i bet i bet now that's that that's cool greg hey real quick i'm going to uh, give you a recommendation um i don't know if it's going to be you know practical for you or not but if you or your son uh knows somebody who is a welder who has welding equipment um who'd be willing to help you out uh, or if you guys yourselves are, are welders, have welding equipment, I would highly recommend looking for a manufacturers who offer a DIY bumper kit. You can save several hundred dollars uh, by putting the thing together yourself. It's obviously going to take a lot more work, um, and it's going to become it's going to come unfinished. You're going to have to paint it yourself. You're going to have to weld it yourself. Uh, it's not something that you're going to put together and put on in a day. Uh, it's going to be a you know a couple week project type of thing, but that being said, you can save a substantial amount of money, almost enough to possibly buy another bumper with, or maybe even pay for your rock rails or another upgrade of some kind or another. Uh, consider that as a, a, an option uh, if it's available to you. 
Uh, if not, then there there are certainly other, um, you know, uh, lots of other options out there. I will say, be careful with what you find on eBay and on on Amazon. Um, some of these backyard manufacturers are trying to put out turnkey bumpers, uh, and and honestly, what they look like uh, and what you get sometimes are two different things. Uh, meaning, like it might look like a nice stout bumper, but then you get it and it's all eighth inch metal. Uh, and and you wouldn't want to try and and hook up a you know a tow the jeep out of some mud off a recovery point that's welded onto eighth inch metal on your bumper so that that's not something that you'd want to trust um, so you know if you're looking into recovery points uh, make sure your 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 bumper that you're looking at if the bumper is going to be used as a recovery point um, is very very well built uh, Christopher yeah, that's, a good, uh, that's a good point that you raised Josh and I'm glad you brought that up do you have any manufacturers that you might recommend because i know jcr has one for do it yourself but is there any others out there um i think that dirtbound has a that's what i I was thinking of yeah i think they're the other one who has a diy kit um honestly just let google do um do some searching for you and and really to be honest if you have a bumper if there's a bumper manufacturer out there like good lord man i really wish that i could have that barricade bumper um but you know it's well out of my price range give them a call they might be willing to put together a DIY kit for you um, and send you all the pieces to, for you to put together yourself. Um, it, it's, you know, the worst they're going to say is no. So it's worth a phone call or, or you know, typing out an email at the very least just to find out if it's an option. They might not be something that they offer off the shelf, but if you give them a call, uh, they may be able to work you a deal. I don't know. Don't take my word for it. But like I said, the worst they'll say is no. I think Dirtbound. Oh, I was thanks, just pulling yeah, up. Thank you for the advice. I was pulling up real quick. It looks like they're all uh, XJ and MJ uh, DIY bumpers, uh, mm. and and I'm thinking that uh, Andy Iron Man Four x Four Fab is the same way. I think he has a a DIY kit, but I, I think it is a uh, an XJ bumper as well. It it may not be, but it it may be TJ. So, uh, but there's nothing to say you can't modify a DIY bumper to fit any jeep you want to put it on just depends on you know the length and how far it sticks out and so on and so forth so and of course your fabrication ability ours is an xj so that would uh that would work out for us if that's the case so oh i'm sorry i missed that yeah i missed oh yeah for some reason i was i I know i had a yj in my head for some reason i don't i don't know but uh but uh, even better greg yeah you're you're gonna have plenty of options there so very good i love uh, iron man andy's stuff i would uh you get an xj i would strongly recommend having a look at all their crap it's uh really really nice it really is the type of stuff where you only have to buy it once you know it's that the stuff is just extremely overbuilt uh okay getting on to our next listener around the campfire tonight christopher what do you have for 2021 goals for uh for your jeep well i have a wj that has the 47 in it and it Mm -hmm. is currently dismated from its engine <laughs> so hopefully putting it back together and getting it running and working all the kinks out putting it back together and getting it on the trail now uh for for all of the other 4.7 liter uh jeep engine owners out there uh can you tell us what went wrong and uh and what all you've had to had to repair uh and how much of a rebuild are you are you doing i think you got this one from cody Oh, really? So, <laughs> no, actually, <obviously>. the, <laughs> when I got it, I kind of inherited it for doing some work for a guy, a friend mm-hmm. of mine. Yep. His son had it, and they dropped a piece of porcelain from a spark plug in it. They oh. were doing a tune-up on it. Engine ran perfect. 
except for after he started it with the porcelain in it and it beat the head and the piston completely to yeah. where it had a hole in it i've got pictures <laughs> and oh, uh, man. so wow. <laughs> it was a good running jeep because when i pulled the heads off of it it had uh, the cream color top of the piston no buildup. oh nice and it was great and uh -huh. so anyway that <clears throat> excuse me from from everything else i took it apart completely got a new engine out of the salvage yard uh made sure that all the heads and stuff were good and uh i put new timing cover or new timing chains uh new head gaskets new head stud uh head studs uh i've done basically everything except for replace the piston rings and the bearings <laughs> wow yeah virtually I've a full reseated everything did all the valve work made sure it's all good so, how much time would you say you've got into it thus far oof <laughs> probably <laughs> he doesn't want to think about yeah. it man no i know <laughs> probably about a week's worth of just about four or five hours out in the garage a day yeah, yeah i was going to say you're, you're, you've got a good 20 plus hours into it at this point if, if that's where oh, you're yeah. at with things. yeah easily uh, easily uh if somebody was um you know looking at having to rebuild uh a 4.7 themselves um you know would you have any tips like uh, if, if you're gonna pull the motor you know don't uh instead do this or you know um uh, buy this rebuild kit or only go this far with it or you know would you have any advice uh or places to turn for people who might be in a similar situation having to rebuild a 4.7 liter pay attention to the years of the engine Ooh. Because from 99 to mid-02 is a 16 reluctor wheel and on the crankshaft. And then from mid-02 to whenever they quit building it in like 09 or 10, mm -hmm. it is a 32 tooth. Oh, man. Yeah, that'll <laughs> and I, I took out <laughs> I took out a 4.7 out of a Durango in an 06 pulled it put it into the jeep the first time after having everything done and put all the new timing chain and everything stuff put on had it in the jeep had it started <laughs> and ended up the firing order to the computer was wrong because nice. it had the 32 tooth as to where it should have had the 16 tooth and so i had to get a new intake because i told the zoom room last week i think that uh I put some starter fluid in it, just a little squirt, and it blew the back end of the plastic uh, intake off. Oh, my God. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> my wife and I both were scared because it, it shot yeah. the back piece from the outside of my garage into my kitchen. Oh, good Lord. <laughs> yeah. Talk about the... Uh, we say there was explosion. an open door or maybe a window or something. The door was open. Oh, okay, good. <laughs> yeah. Thank goodness. Yeah. Like that part. I was, was going to have to miss the studs right through two layers yeah. of sheetrock. I was going <laughs> to remove this yeah. so the Homeland Security wouldn't so, visit you. <laughs> if anybody is to do a Cherokee from 99 to 04, stay within those years. Do yeah. not go. Well, let, let's past. make sure that's a grand Don't go Cherokee. to a truck or a Durango or anything else. Stay within the Cherokee, and and you'll be fine. Well, let's make sure everybody understands that's a that's a Grand Cherokee, not a Cherokee. Yes, sorry, Grand Cherokee. 
Well, Christopher, uh, you got uh, you got a date you might be trying to finish this up by. Is that going to be like maybe by spring, uh, maybe by summer? Just hoping to have it done some point by <laughs> 2022. No, yeah. I, I should be able to get out and work on it. See, today's... I should be able to work on it within the next week. I've got four days where I've got nothing going on nice. straight. Oh, right so on. I should yeah. at least be able to have it ready to go back in. If not in, good. Well, fingers crossed for you, buddy. And here's uh, hoping fingers to all crossed. the best. Yeah, uh, Jeep and Mo going on to uh, Larry uh, here. What you uh, yeah. what you got to say about 2021 and the uh, uh, you know goals that you have for for your own Jeep and and its build? Yeah, so I think the this year is going to be something something to do with the axles. And we've been looking at doing some kind of axle swap or something under the under, under the JL. And we've been recently contemplating for the channel doing a, uh, a Dana 60 swap. So we've been looking for mm-hmm. some uh, a Super Duty axle to go up under the front. There's not a lot of video out there of people putting like the R-Tech or any of the other truss systems on them with all the locators. Right. So we're thinking about going that route, you know, new axles under it. And uh, I think that'll be a, enough of a project for one year. Yeah, no, seriously. Now, if you could do something like a Dana 60 swap uh, front and rear, are you going to go full width or are you going to narrow them down some? No, be full width. Oh, wow, man. That's going to be just meaner than all hell. Uh, yeah. That's, that's going to be... Now, uh, super duty. So, um, obviously, a junkyard axle is going to be uh, a far far less expensive than going with something Absolutely. like a rock jock or something like that. Have you, have you thought about you know going with you know like a... Uh, like a G2 or a rock jock or, you know, something like, you know, aftermarket, off-the-shelf, fully turnkey axle? Yeah, we've looked at that, but, you know, that, that you know, that ten grand or so it would cost me is at minimal just to buy one off-the-shelf. I would love to buy it and just stick it under there. But uh, to be able to buy one and put the new, you know, if you go like Artec, and and some of those where when you weld that truss system on, all of your spring perches, control arm locations are all part of it. So once you weld mm-hmm. it on, you're good to go. Yeah. And that'll you know, my labor is free if I'm doing it. I'll say. So from that's that standpoint, true. I can save yeah. I can save a lot of money than going to, uh, you know, like a courier or someone like that, and you know, writing a yeah. check to them. You learn so much more about it too. Uh, when you do it oh, yourself, absolutely. I mean, you may you may understand the theory behind it, but it, it, it's wholly different when you oh, have to do it yourself. Right. There's so many considerations that go in there. There's so much. I mean, you know, <laughs> there's a lot of measure twice and cut once, uh, you know, or weld once, as it were, uh, in there as well. You know, everything's got to get, you know, be just centered perfectly, clocked perfectly. Everything's got to be dead right. nuts on or you're going to have some issues uh, going down the road. So, uh, yeah, that sounds yeah. really cool, man. Uh, hopefully you can, uh, you can find something, you know, uh, a nice totaled, uh, F two fifty or something like that, that, uh, uh, you can pull the axles out from underneath and, and not have to pay a fortune. So, uh, right. yeah, here's to hoping, uh, that you can, uh, you can do it with a, with a under budget as it were. Yeah. Uh, we got seven, slats.com here, uh, around the campfire. Chris is with us. Chris, uh, what do you have planned 2021? What would you like to get done? What's the top of the list for 2021 for your Jeep? Lighting and armor, lighting and the headlamps and some aux lighting. Um, just got a 2014 JK has the horrible lighting from the factory. Mm, yep. And yep. Uh, my son 
my son will be driving in 2021 and yeah i just i I wouldn't feel right putting it behind the wheel with the uh the factory lighting that i've been driving with for the past five years and then uh, armor and that uh i'm got a two inch budget lift spacer lift on 33s and i'm still gonna wheel it but uh just put some armor underneath it as opposed to anything further because uh when he takes over my jeep i'll uh move on to something else uh fingers crossed a gladiator um, uh hey hey and, <laughs> yeah so, buddy yeah, you know armor a couple hundred dollars here a couple hundred dollars there and uh now keep me wheeling for 2021 get him behind the wheel and uh yeah so lighting and armor very nice. good very good uh, let me ask you, Chris, um, have uh, have you and your son been out wheeling? Has he had any wheel time off-road at all yet? No, not yet. Not yet. He's, uh, yeah, he hasn't wanted to get behind the wheel yet, but we'll get him behind the wheel this year in 2021. Right on. Right on, man. Well, all the best to, to you and the, and the new driver. I hope everything works out. Uh, Mike Zen, uh, who was with us last week, I believe, and uh, with us here again this week. Mike, uh, what kind of Jeep do you have and what do you have planned for it in 2021? Uh, I have a 2013 uh, JK two-door manual transmission. Um, I just recently did some, uh, like I would say two weeks ago, I uh, did some upgrades. So 2021 probably is going to uh, be a little hard, but if I can, uh, probably going to get uh, a metal bumper, new fenders, uh, change my uh, drive shafts, and I'm thinking of going with the center force uh, clutch. Oh, good call on yeah, all yes. all around, really. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, all, all good choices. Um, do you have anything in particular that you were looking at, brands-wise, or anything like that, other than the center fork clutch, of course? Um, right now, not, not really. Um, like I said, I just finished doing some uh, some uh, upgrades on my Jeep. I what did you do? With uh, five thirteen gears, uh, front locker, back locker. So that was what kind of lockers? Funny. Uh, I got the Yukon uh, locker, one with the Yukon uh, uh, U- uh, ring and pinion. That back locker is actually uh, a- ARB because I got a good deal on it. So, But uh, still haven't tested it on the uh, off-road, so we'll see how it goes. Oh, man. Yeah, you got to do a break-in run. You got to get a little shakedown run in there. You got to get the... Got to get up in the in the rocks and see how things do, man. 513 gears, that means you're running like 37s or better, aren't you? Right now, I'm doing uh, 35s. 35s and 513s damn that's deep <laughs> yeah i don't know anybody who's uh i, I know I've, guys are running like 456s on 35s i don't know anybody who's uh into the 513s on on 35s do you have a plan on going on 37s or you just, you just like the really deep gear in the, with the 35s um well i'm i want to go 37s but the front axle is still the um the stock which is 30s so i don't mm. want to like snap an axle right now yeah, so no. if I upgrade that front axle, then I'll probably go with the 37s. Very good. Very good. Well, Mike, it sounds like uh, you've got a big year ahead of you as well. Um, got a lot of guys who got some uh, got some big plans for 2021. Hats off to all of you guys. And uh, and just if you guys were curious, um, you know, we did the interview Center Force Clutch here on the show. And in fact, gave away a Center Force Clutch kit to one lucky listener. Uh, and if you guys are interested in uh, what Center Force does for Jeeps and, and uh, just want some inside information as to what Center Force can do for you or your Jeep, I encourage you to go check out episode 451, where we had Center Force here on the Jeep Talk Show. 
Go check out episode 451 to learn more about Center Force clutches and worn wheels. Well, I can't thank all of my listeners enough. I want to move on to my co-host really quick. Tony, are, is there a chance, a chance in hell, <laughs> that you're going to get an air horn installed in 2021? Beautiful segue. That's exactly what I was going to say. I was thinking about <laughs> installing an air horn, and uh, I've, uh, I've got this stuff. No, no, seriously, though, uh, I'll probably be doing some maintenance stuff. Um, I know I have a leaky transmission line that I need to replace. Oh, and uh, I've got to replace a couple of uh, uh, what do you call those things that go on the uh, the the Dana thirty axle, the little round things that go in the go lug in the, nuts. Yeah, that goes goes in goes <laughs> in big holes that helps uh, hold the uh, uh, hold the axle to the uh, the long arms. I'm sorry, short arms in your case. Uh, but uh, <laughs> it's, uh, I can't remember what it's called. It's like a bushing or something that goes in there. I got some okay. uh, solid metal that have the the heim joints in them that I was going to like press Johnny in there. Joint or something like yeah, that or? yeah, yeah. Okay. And uh, I need to get those in there. Uh, I get a little wiggle on the highway, you know, from the from some movement from there, and I believe that's where it's coming from. And uh, just need to just just a couple little things. Uh, nothing major. I guess the only thing major would be to uh, would be to uh, uh, get the front locker installed. But I think I'm going to hold off on that for now because uh, I still need to be able to make make it out to some of the off-road parks. There's no sense in having front and rear lockers if you can't get there to use them. Indeed. Indeed. Uh, Wendy, what do you and Bill have planned for 2021? Obviously, you guys got a lot going on in the YouTube channel. I know uh, Bill's building that uh, that Gladiator up, isn't he? Uh, so you guys uh, got uh, you guys got a lot, a lot going on for 2021. Yeah, he's helping Don with the Sahara build, not the Gladiator. But Oh, that's what it is, yeah. Yeah, it's all right. <laughs> um, honestly, I don't think we have anything planned that I'm aware of. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> so I'd have to talk to Bill to find out what he's thinking. She's he not aware of anything, Josh. That's right. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> she has yeah. not been circled into the meeting yet. No. Doesn't mean I'm, there's not a laundry list that's oh, uh, already yeah, generated. I'm, I kind of look at the Jeep and I think what we do and how we've wheeled it. We really have everything just about where we want it. There's not I was going to say, you guys do. probably don't have a whole lot of room for much more improvement uh, considering where the build is right now. Uh, you know, so yeah, I would imagine maybe if nothing else, it'll be destination places, getting the Jeep to somewhere rather than doing yeah. something to the Jeep. Yeah, that's kind of my thought is to, you know, put some plans in place and go wheel some different areas. But, you know, knowing Bill, there's... Uh, while you're in there, it's going to happen. Uh-huh. Uh, of course. <laughs> well, you know what? That thing that Tony and Josh talked about, I've been thinking about that. and uh, uh, <laughs> Blame it on us. Sure, yeah. We'll take one for the team. It's exactly right. <laughs> How about you, Josh? Uh, for me, myself, um, right now, I've got uh, some possible major mechanical that I've got to deal with. If it's just an exhaust leak and it's just a matter of uh, possibly you know, unbolting some stuff, slapping in a new gasket, bolting some stuff back up, um, and then I'm back on my way, uh, then it's going to be um, primarily dealing with what I've, I've already got in the garage, which is frame stiffeners, long arms, which I still need the center section for, um, a cross member for. Um, let's see, what else? I still have the uh, the Rubicon shocks, or I'm sorry, the, um, not Rubicon shocks, dang it. Um, now I'm brain farting. Bilstein, thank you. Bilstein shocks. Uh, that I have yet to swap out. Um, I've got old rough country shocks on there right now um, that uh, that are long overdue for being replaced. Uh, and so the Bilsteins are going to go on as well. Let's see, what else? Um, I've got what a couple of... What about your electric- tires? Have they come yet? Well, oh, yeah. it, it, that's the other thing, is then I've got these tires that, oh, by the way, 
uh, should be here tomorrow. Oh, actually, really? I actually got a call. Yay. I got a call from the uh, from the shipping company. I'm sorry, it was their affiliate, the the residential delivery side of Estes uh, uh, shipping company. Um, had gave me an auto an automated message a voicemail today, uh, saying that my uh, my package is going to be d- uh, delivered at some point between uh, X AM and X PM uh, tomorrow. So I've got like a six hour window that my uh, my my tires are going to be arriving tomorrow. So they're also there uh, to install your cable. Well, <laughs> I'm kind of nervous actually because uh, the house next door that uh, has been vacant pretty much since June um, uh, has just sold. And uh, it was considered unlivable because the the main drain was um, was blocked slightly. Um, well, not slightly. It was it was pretty well blocked, um, and the furnace hadn't worked in five years. Um, and so, over the course of the last several months, we've had um, a, a couple different contractors come in uh, next door to do this or that. Um, and uh, and just this last week, um, people have moved in. We've had um, uh, HVAC companies and now a a major plumbing company. Uh, dig a nice ditch on the side of my house um, uh, in between the two properties. Um, so they're they're replacing the main drain um, or possibly the water main. Either way, uh, some major plumbing going on. And that's going to be going on for a couple few days. So I'm a little worried that there's going to be some workers, general worker guys um, with, you know, trucks that could very easily hide tires if they so deemed themselves oh, no. fingers. And, and uh, where I'm at, typically, I don't get cell service um, if I'm doing any kind of fleet maintenance type stuff. Um, uh-huh. and, and so I'm out of communication for a lot of part of the day if I'm doing one aspect of my job over another. And so there's no getting a notification until I'm leaving for the day and I get back mm-hmm. into cell range and, and you know, your, your stuff's been delivered. So, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm half tempted to take a day off <laughs> just to... You know, or, or possibly, uh, no, I've got to make a part store run. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Yeah, or and, uh, uh, like a half day, you know, go to, go to work yeah. and disappear at noon or something. Right. So, um, yeah, that's, that's, that's what I'm, I'm, I'm a little concerned, uh, mm-hmm. if you will. Um, but, you know, I'm not going to have any kind of preconceived, you know, I'm not going to jump to conclusions. I'm not going to assume that these, these guys are bad guys or anything like that. Um, and that, you know, as my tires get dropped off, nobody's going to be like, oh, what's going on over there? Well, and it's also possible the workers next door will not show up. So, you know, that happens too. Well, with the way the yard is all torn up, I, I would imagine they're, they're going to be there again tomorrow morning. So, Okay. So, Josh, I received a um, notification. I think it was a Facebook notification from Iron Man Andy's uh, uh, Facebook page. Okay. Uh, he, he, he mentions in the thing that he's been working for the last 10 years, or he said that uh, 10 years ago he was going to create a belly pan for an XJ that would support uh, a four-link or a three-link system. And now he's done it. Oh, right on. So I would imagine that he has done that to work with his current long-arm design. I have his old long-arm design that was meant to work with the uh, Rubicon Express cross-member. Right. Uh, I think... The one that's got like 200 pieces that all have to be welded together. Uh, and so I, I've, I've reached out to, to both him as well oh. as uh, Curie uh, because I wanted to go with the, the Curie Enterprises uh, three-piece center section for, for a long-arm kit. Right. Uh, for radius-arm long-arm kit. 
Um, and it, there's there's been some debate as to whether or not all the measurements are going to work or not. So that's why I haven't really pulled the trigger on that. I was just going to say you could probably uh, contact Andy, and they probably could because uh, they do they still do custom work. Uh, so they might be able to take that uh, that belly pan that they have and just uh, change it up a bit for uh, the the two uh, long arms because there's only two connection points for your long arms, right? Correct. Yeah. Yeah. But he did just release last year a true four link front end long arm kit. Yeah, that's what I've got. Well, it was yeah. it, it was longer than a year ago because I've I've had mine for over a oh, year. Oh, okay. Yeah, but well, it's, I it's have time flies. Yeah, it's 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 definitely four <laughs> link. Uh, but uh, he's making it where it can be a three link. So I don't know. Maybe that just means you don't connect up one side. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Well, I mean, you've got uh, you got you know two links on one side. It's, it's going to be just like the Iron Rock off road kit, uh, more or less. Uh, they have a three link kit uh, for the front as well. They've it's, it's uh, been popular for years on the Jeep scene. Upper so. upper and lower on one side, and just lower on the other side. If, Correct, if I remember correctly. Correct. Yeah. So that's yeah, that's what I've got planned. Uh, and 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 for the immediate future, I've still got that other Jeep that I've been working on for the last three or four months uh, in the garage. That's just about ready to be finished up. Um, so, um, hopefully going to be buttoning that up here, uh, over the long weekend and, uh, and I can finally get that out of my hair. Uh, God, how I'd love to have my own Jeep back in my own garage. How much, mm. uh, how many miles did you have on your, uh, 4.0, Josh? Got a quarter million. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm pushing right around 250,000. I give or take 10,000. Yep. All right. So yeah, a lot of a lot of stuff going on there, um, and then of course, uh, you know, I'm, I'm sure there will be other builds and, and other projects for other people that will uh, will be coming through my garage as they always are. So yeah, uh, it's going to be a busy year for me. I'm I'm assuming. So lots of good stuff here. I wish all of my listeners, uh, all of our listeners, and uh, and all my friends, all my co-hosts here as well, uh, the best in 2021. I wish you all um, no broken bolts, and may your knuckles be uh, be intact year round. Uh, for all of you wrench turners, you know what I mean. Uh, I wish all you jeepers out there a prosperous and uh, break free 2021. Uh, thank you to all of our listeners tonight for uh, chiming in around the Campfire Side Chat. Remember, we are doing this each and every episode. You can join in on the Campfire Side Chat. All you got to do is follow us on Facebook or receive notifications via our newsletter, which is very easy to sign up for. I just head over to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact, and you can find a link to click and sign up. And it's just as easy to unsubscribe as it is to subscribe. And don't worry, we're not going to sell your information, uh, and you're not going to get spammed. It's literally one email a week. Uh, but it's got a lot of good information in it. Uh, you know, ways to avoid uh, sending in a um, a Christmas voicemail that's after Christmas. You know, things like that. <laughs> uh, that's it for the show for this week, my fellow Jeeper. Until next week, be sure to subscribe so you don't miss out on the latest content from the Jeep Talk Show. And as always, thank you for listening to the world's most downloaded Jeep podcast. Did you know that 99% of owning a Jeep is sitting there thinking of how you're going to afford the next modification? Because as we all know, Jeeps never, ever break. They just give us opportunities to make improvements. So I'd like to say that uh, the, the, the Jeep Talk Show in one form or another has been in operation for 10 years now, officially 10 years. Wow. Uh, my, uh, my great thanks to Josh for being here for the majority of those 10 years. Thank you. And then uh, Tammy would be the, the second uh, most... Uh, uh, here and then, uh, of course, uh, Wendy and uh, my my finest thanks to Tony for have to, having to be here every damn show of those ten years because I'm the one that records it. No, no. Hey, thanks. I want to also uh, thank Nick. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yes. 
of the show for for good god i mean at least eight of those 10 years if not more yeah uh that guy has been calling in almost on a weekly basis for literally uh, it's got to be six to eight years at least uh so yeah hats off nikki g serious uh, considerations go out to him for for such a commitment to the show and and, and our listeners i mean like i've said a, a number of times we, oh, we got two of them come we on had, yeah we had uh, we only had about two listeners we could rub together and that was part of the deal they would only listen if we rub them together and uh now we've got uh, several thousand and we we really really appreciate you guys taking the time and especially our zoom people here every week and uh uh, you know, we changed the date that we're going to record, and there they are. So uh, it's wonderful having you guys here. Thank you very much for being a listener to the show, and hopefully you'll uh, find uh, more entertainment, more information in 2021. Podcasting since 2010.